preach, you're going to go teach, you're going to go talk to people about God. I was like, no, that's not going to happen. That's, that's not the Christian world mind that's going to do that. I took in college, I took a, it was called a speech, uh, a speech improvement class, something like that for like social service. And I struggled in that class. But what ended up happening was, is when I became a follower, God just took the old me. Took the old me and said, you know what? You're done. Now you got to be who I created you. So going into that high school year of, as a freshman, I was scared. I was nervous. I was, I was trying to fit in because I went to a private school. And the private school was 450 kids. The whole entire school, from kindergarten to eighth grade. To go into a high school that the freshman class was like 800 to 1,000. So, waking up the first day of school, I only knew two people that were in my neighborhood. That's the reason why I chose the school that I went to. And I went on the bus with them. I sat next to them. I went, walked into school with them. And I remember the first day of school, I didn't, at that time we didn't have uniforms. So in private school, we had uniforms. So I was like, oh man, I have to wear whatever I want. At that time, I wore baggy shirts, baggy clothes. I called it, I called getting my clothes at a big church or us. That's right. I, I remember I had a Boston University t-shirt that came down to here. I'll never forget that t-shirt. And I remember going into my freshman year, and I tell this to the youth all the time. The freshman year ruined my high school career. I say that because in my mind, I lost power. And when I lost power, I lost who I was. I let the world, I let the kids that were around me influence my mind. Wow. Because the school that I went to, you know, I don't know how it is today, but it wasn't that good when it came to the, 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 the atmosphere, atmosphere-wise, the people that were there. Gangs, that's when gangs were in. You saw the bloods over there, you saw the crimps over there, you saw who was from the X. You knew who was who, because they represented the problem. And I remember hearing conversations at lunchtime, mind you, high school, where kids would be like, oh, I went to Ludlow for jail. I went, I was, they were having conversations about bragging about jail, where they went, where they were incarcerated as a teenager. And I remember thinking to myself, this is, this is it, because remember, I went to a Catholic school. That was the premise, though, I went to a Catholic school, so I didn't know, I was in a bubble. So I'm thinking to myself, as I'm going along the, along the, the hallways, how do I fit in? What do I do to fit in? Now, this is where the loss of the power came into my mind. I started seeing kids fail. I started seeing kids do things wrong. God protected me when I started to do things that were really bad. But I remember I failed almost every single class that I had my freshman year. That ruined opportunities for me to get scholarships. That ruined opportunities for me to go to better schools. The moral of the story is, is high school was a learning curve for me to look back and say, you know what? I made mistakes then. I lost the power in my mind, but how did I get it back? How did I get it back? And that's part of the testimony that I have is high school was the stepping stone for where God was taking. Because I look back to those days and I'm like, wow, I went through X, Y, and Z. I failed this. I tried to do this. I tried to hang out with these people. I tried to be cool. I tried to fit in. 
Well, where am I today? I'm in the house of God. I'm not in jail. I don't have problems from the past that are creeping up behind me today and say, nope, you can't get this job. Nope, you can't do this. Because God kept me holy even when I didn't know that I was holy. Back then was a second stone for today. For me to look today and say, whoa, God, you took me from there. I tried to get in touch with this person. I tried to connect with this game member. I tried to do this type of influence that people wanted me to do. But you kept me protected even when I was trying to do something bad. That's why you, you today who are here, are so fortunate and blessed because you have the house of God already established in you. If I had that, if I was rooted in the church back then, I would have been, I don't know where I would have been, but who knows. But you guys have it made. You guys have it so made that you're so loved by so many people. And sometimes when, not just here, but when I see kids out there, when I go to Walmart, when I go to the mall, or I just go around and I see how most of this generation acts, it brings me to tears. Because I'm like... How can one individual who has a calling transform an atmosphere instantaneously just by the words that they speak? Imagine if that youth or that teenager or that kid went out and said, God loves you. God loves you. God cares for you. Now it would be weird for people to say that. If I go up to somebody in the store and I just grab their hand and say, God loves you, they're going to be like, what? Who? Who's God? I go to the stores, I put the worst music on my phone. And I put it in the carriage. And people look around, what is that? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm creating my atmosphere. I'm creating where I want to be. So, to go back to the power of your mind, I want to establish what the mind is. And that's the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences to think, to feel, the faculty of consciousness and thought. Now, let's go to 2 Timothy 1, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. And it reads, For God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Now, what is the love part of that? The love part of it is a mindset to invade the enemy's plan of this world by choosing to spread the love of God. The sound judgment part of it is the ability to think, know what is right and wrong. There are consequences for your actions, good and bad. Then the power part. The power part. To change your atmosphere around you. That's why I titled the message The Power of Your Mind. Because if you have the power to change the atmosphere that you are in, wherever you walk, wherever you go, the impact and the influence that you can make on just one individual, that's all, that, that, was, that was my mission in life. How can I just make an impact in one person? How can I just make an impact on one life? 
What am I doing to make that impact? How am I going to do that? How am I going to try to make an impact in somebody? That's where I reflected and said, I have to surrender all that I am. I have to surrender my mindset, because if I don't have a mindset of God, I'll never be able to go out and touch people. I'll never be able to go touch people's lives to make that difference. And one thing that I, that I learned and that I love about God is that I was very, very shy. Very shy. Extremely shy. I could never do anything in public. For me to go up in front of a classroom, I could never do it because I was just, I was shy. And I see a lot, I hear a lot sometimes that people say, oh man, I'm shy. I can't do it. And inside of me, the shy person's like, well, God took you from that. So give your testimony. Give your testimony to that way so that way they can do what God created them to do, right? So all of us have different problems, different situations, different things that we deal with on an everyday basis. But if we just focus on the one, the one will give us the power of our mind to then see differently, to then speak differently, to then walk differently, and then our atmosphere will be different than where we started. So, all of the kids have Crocs on set. Most of, most of the youth have Crocs on set. So, when I, when, I, when I was thinking about that today, I was like, man, I like these Nikes that I have. I wanted to wear them. I was like, how am I gonna get these Crocs into my feet today to preach and you know to, to, to join them in what they were going to do. So I was like, each one of them is wearing a different pair of Crocs. Each one of them has a different color. And I was like, wow, how powerful is this? How God can use Crocs to make a whole entire message. And what came to me was, they all got different colors, which represents different callings that they have. Oh. It's the same brand, but they have different colors, which represent a different calling. So, after I thought of that, I was like, man, but how do these kids, how do these kids know that? How do they know what they're calling? How are they going to know this stuff? And then I was like, you got to put the props on <laughs> to understand that. So, Sam, so, What came to me was, is in order to understand the youth, which is really hard, <laughs> you have to walk with them yes. in what they are accustomed to. So it doesn't mean you have to conform to you know their attitudes and stuff. That's right. But That's right. in order to understand them, you have to walk in what they walk in. It's like. How am I going to know if, okay, I'm not going to point anybody out, but you got I, I got socks on with my Crocs. I'm just going to say that. I, I've been criticized for having no socks with Crocs. And I've done so many polls on Instagram, and I'm trying to prove my point that I can't wear socks, I uh, cannot wear socks with Crocs. It's okay. But I did. I put, I put socks. And so when I... When I thought about my Crocs, and I was like, I wonder who has the biggest size foot. And then I thought of Peterson, I was like, I don't want Peterson's size. <laughs> so, so I was like, well then, um, in order to walk and to understand that, I have to put my Crocs on. 
So what I what, what I learned to do is, is to help the kids, to help the youth, to help the generation, you have to try to get to understand where they're at, but also when you're doing that, correct the little things and the little issues that they're going through. You don't have to talk to people. You don't have to give that attitude. But I understand where you're coming from. You don't have to do that. It's not okay to do X, Y, and Z, but do A, B, and C. And it was so amazing, and then I was like, wow, how how many people and how many kids out there, and, and people in general, get beat up spiritually because you're in church and you're doing stuff and you're trying to you're trying to worship God and you're trying to do this, but then you have the people on the side that are judging you for what you're trying to do because they know where you came from and they know the stuff that you used to do. And then you say, well, I'm not like that anymore. I'm not, no, no, that's who you are. That's, who. that's where the power of your mind comes in. Because if you let the people who are influencing you try to come back into your life to say, hey, that's not who you are. You don't believe in God. You don't worship God. You have to have that strong mindset to say, no, I'm a firm believer of God. I know that Jesus died for me on the cross. I know that God has a plan for my life. And I know that God's going to take me to my destiny. That's why here is where we establish those relationships to say, you know what? I love every single one of you. And you guys all have a plan. You guys all have a calling. And we're in this together. Yes. That's right. If we don't have each other, who do we have? We have God at all times. But we need each other to motivate one another. Yes. That's right. And that's where the power of your mind can be. If we lack in our mind, the enemy will sweep in and say, hey, that little lack... A little bit of doubt that you have. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that. I'm going to use it. I'm going to run with it. And I loved when we had the youth retreat because the title of that retreat was I Will. And this is kind of just like I Will. Because if you have a mindset of I Will, then you're going to do. When you have the mindset of I Will, then you always know that God can. Because you can say, well, I. People will tell you, oh, I can't, you can't do this, you can't do this. No, I will. Anybody who has shyness or things that they can't speak, no, I will speak. Start declaring it over your life. That's what I started doing. I can't preach. I used to stutter all the time, and I still might. But God still uses me. That's right. God will still use you in whatever you think you can't do. That's right. That's why it's important to say, God, you know what? You have this for me. You got this for me. I don't know how you're going to do this. But just do it. That's why wherever you go, you have to be prayed up. You have to be prayed up. Because if you're not prayed up, then the enemy will take that little bit of doubt and say, huh, you can't. But you got to stay firm and say, you know what? I will. I'm going to. The positive attitude will completely, completely change your life. And that's what I had. I wish I had back when I was in high school. When I was 16. When I was 15. 14. Because if I didn't have that, I mean, if I had it then, I mean, I, I can only imagine where I'd be now. That's why you guys, the youth now, have it made, like I said, because you got, imagine where you guys will be when you're 20, 23, 25, 27, doing so many great things for God. That's why stay established now. Stay rooted in this place now. Follow your calling. Follow your heart. Follow God's heart. Have a heart for God. So, 
at the end of the day, if you have a positive mindset, your atmosphere will change. That's why it's important to keep people who don't necessarily have your best interest for you away. I can tell you this. If I would have had the people in my life that I had maybe six, seven years ago, I would not be in the building. When I started going to church, I'll, and I'll tell you this testimony. December 2012, the, the service after Christmas, it was. We, I, that was my first service being in the resurrection site. And I remember the night before that, I had a friend. Him and his friend and his girlfriend came over, and that night it was her birthday. And we consumed alcoholic beverages. We'll just put it that way. Woke up the next morning, went to church. All of us went to church together. Those two, I don't associate myself anymore, but I'm still here. But I'll never forget that that night, because that was when we had the 4 o'clock church. So that night when I came out of church, I said, I can't live like this. I felt peace for the first time in my life being in the house of God. I still had the people that I was associating my, with myself then that I, you know, was going to the street races with, that I stayed up till 4 o'clock in the morning doing this, going to Hartford, doing all that stuff, that crazy stuff. And the one thing that, that was amazing was, is I, I tried to balance the world and church at that time. And it was like, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to live this life? Be out at 3 o'clock in the morning when I know the spirit of warfare is going on. But, but still try to come to church the next day. And it became so frustrating that I was like, and this is how God is. Everything became so frustrating that I was like, you know what, world? I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know any of that stuff. I don't want that stuff anymore. And then I had my, my three or four friends, oh, but come to the races tonight. Come to do this tonight. Come to do this tonight. And I was like, I gotta wake up for church tomorrow. I don't wake up for church tomorrow. I got something for the church tomorrow. And the ripple effect started happening. That's when everybody started to disappear. On a, on, a, on a Thursday at 5 o'clock when I come out of work and say, hey, what's up? Where do you want to go? Oh, no, I'm busy. Give a phone call. Hey, what are you doing today? So and so. Oh, no. I got something to do. But those are the people that were riding with me. Those were the people that they were like, oh, I, I, I got your back. Huh, you got my back? Where are you today? None of them are here. And those are the people that were trying to keep me from my destiny. That's why it's so important who you associate yourself with because at the end of the day, God has the ultimate say and it will happen that God will take and remove people from your life that are not supposed to be there. Because that's his perfect plan is to have you established and rooted somewhere where God can utilize you and give you that peace, that life that he has destined and predestined for you from the beginning. Now, to close, to close, the only thing that I really want to touch on is, once again, these crocs. These crocs are very comfortable. And like I said, when I was thinking about these crocs, and what came to my mind when I was thinking about these crocs earlier, was that when I put these crocs on now, these crocs will represent 
this generation. And when I wear these trucks, I'm going to step into them, and I'm going to walk trying to understand where this generation is at. Now, that's going to be very hard. But in order to get the generation to come, you have to understand where they're at. To understand where they're at, you have to walk in their shoes. That's why these crops are so symbolic to me now that when I put these on, I mean, I'm gonna, I, I might tear up. I might tear up a few times because this generation is so important. It's so important. And when I, when I talk about the youth, I get very emotional because it's like I was a youth before. And I didn't have somebody. My mom is an amazing mother. She did what she could. But I didn't have a father figure at the time to say, X, Y, Z, do this, do that. My mom did it all, and she did a great job, Amen. amazing job. Amen. I bless her for doing what she did for me. Amen. I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for her. So, I think I want to buy a bunch of crops now. <laughs> Bunch of colors. All the colors. They might criticize me because I won't wear a sock, but that's okay. Um, but I love you guys and just continue to move forward in what God has called you to do. Continue to be who God created you to be. And the one thing that I try to imitate of God every day is love. Love one another, care for one another, give for one another. Show compassion for one another and be that encourager, be that motivator, be that game changer, and just tell yourself every day that I will. So God bless you guys. I love you and keep moving forward.